0: way that you've joined in our service tonight, and I hope tonight that uh, we can look at God's word and and we can be encouraged and strengthened as a result of it. Tonight, as has been announced, our lesson is about church membership. And certainly while there are many people that are interested in church membership, there does exist a mass of unwarranted and unnecessary confusion on this particular subject. And this, like most other religious matters, is because generally people fail to consult the Bible. They consult just about any and every other source for information about church membership than the Bible. Today we find people using the term members of the church flippantly, sometimes even unscripturally, with really little understanding about what the Bible teaches regarding the subject of church membership. Today, in many churches, sad to say, young people are growing up and they're not being taught the concept, the biblical concept of church membership. They really don't understand what all is involved in that, and in reality, to them, it really doesn't Matter. But tonight I ask you this question Are you impressed with the importance of being a member of the church? Many today are not. But we need to realize that this is second to none in matters of importance. And when we open up the Bible, when we see what the scriptures teach about church membership, we cannot escape that conclusion. But so many take it lightly. Many people consider church membership something that might be compared to being a member of some club or, you know, some service organization like the Kiwanis Club or the Lions Club or some kind of fraternal order or professional group. And to many people, church membership is nothing more than something like that. They do not consider it to be very useful or even necessary to serving our God if they choose not to belong. And as a result of that lack of understanding, many fail to be good church members. On the other hand, some appear to think that, you know, having your name on some church roll that designates who are members of the church, you know, that's all that matters. Many people think, you know, if I just have my name on the church roll and I'm a member of this church, that is the most important thing. And as some people do not give the matter sufficient importance, others, on the other hand, place too much confidence in just simply being a member of the church. Now, our motive for being a member of the church must not be to simply please other people. Our motive for being a member of the church should not be for material gain. It should not be to have good business prospects. Because you see, what we do in matters of religion must be done with the motive of pleasing God, regardless of what others may say or think or do. One must be a church member from conviction. Conviction. Not just because it may be convenient or it may be the acceptable thing to do in some circles of society. You know, first of all tonight, church membership, according to the Bible, does not mean just being a member of some church or a member of any church or a church. Church membership means being a member of, of the church. Now folks, this is a point where I'm afraid many people stumble. And one reason why many people stumble on this point is because they're never really taught from the scriptures what the church actually is. Many have comforted themselves in the fact that, you know, they belong to something called a church and they've concluded, you know, that's all that really matters. But you see, that's a false concept. That's an anti-scriptural belief. We need to understand that Christ built only one church. If you look at the words of our Lord himself in Matthew 16 and verse 18, he said, upon this rock, I will build my church and you note there that that word church is singular jesus is the head of the body which is the church ephesians 1 and 23 and as is true of all normal bodies the church has one head and the head is over the body If you look at Ephesians 4 and verse 4, the Bible says there is one body. That one body is made up of many members. As Ephesians 5 and verse 30 says, we are members of his body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 20 says, Now there are many members, yet but one body. Well, who are these members? Well, they're not members of denominations. You read nothing in the Bible presenting the Lord's church in terms of denominations. You know, Paul wrote the Christians at Corinth, and and he identified who the members are. He said in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 27, Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. Or in Romans chapter twelve and verse five, the Bible says, "So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members of one another." So we see the church is composed of people, but it's a very distinct group of people. And let me suggest to you tonight that the church is called the bride of. Christ, Ephesians 5 and verse 23. Christ is said to be the bridegroom, John 3 and verse 29. And as there is one husband and one bride, so there is the one Christ and his one church. Now we look in the yellow pages and we know that there are many churches today called by many different names that are in existence. But many of those churches are not built by the authority of Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus Christ is not a spiritual bigamist having many brides. The church of our Lord began on the first Pentecost... After his resurrection from the dead, in Acts chapter 2, the church came into existence. And we can look at the Bible and we can find the identifying characteristics of the church that Jesus built. How it is organized. How it functions. How it worships. There's only one body for which the Lord died, Ephesians 5 and verse 25 And there's only one body, which ultimately he's going to save, Ephesians 5 and verse 23. And so therefore, all of us should be extremely interested in membership in the Lord's church. You know, this truth that there is only one church is a barrier that many people have not been able to overcome perhaps having been reared in a denominational context all of their lives, having a denominational mindset, you see our culture and our society today where distinctive truth is really looked down upon. Many people just find it difficult to accept what the Bible teaches regarding the singularity of the church. But you see, acceptance or the rejection of truth does not alter it in any way whatsoever. You see, the church is presented as the bride of Christ. Well, I want us to consider now the significance of church membership. We need to realize tonight that as members of the church, we are spiritual children of God's family. And isn't that a great honor to, to be a part of God's family? 1 Timothy 1 and verse 15 defines the church as the house of God. That's another way of saying that the church is the family of God. God is the Father. We have the honor and the privilege of being his children. 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 18. In this analogy, Jesus Christ is presented as being our elder brother, and we are joint heirs with him, Romans 8, 16, and 17. Now, how important is it to be in God's family? Think about that question for just a moment. How vital is it to be in God's family? Can one be saved... And not be God's child. Well, certainly not. And so the significance of church membership is obvious. Because you see, to be in the church is the same thing as to be a child of God. And then let me suggest to you tonight that to be a member of the church means that one is in Christ. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 10 informs us that salvation is in Christ. In Acts 4 and verse 12, the Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And so salvation is by none other than Christ. There's simply no way to be in Christ and yet be outside his body. But to be in his body is to be in the church because the church is the body of Christ, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. And so being in Christ is the same thing as being in his church. One cannot be in Christ And outside his body. One cannot be. Outside the body of Christ. Which is the church. And yet still. Be in Christ. Well how does one get into Christ? How does one get into his body? Well very interestingly. Galatians 3 and verse 27 says. For as many of you. As have been baptized into Christ. Have put on Christ. We're baptized into Jesus Christ. Again, we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12 where the Bible says for as the body is one and has many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit have we all been baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit? And so by the instructions that we've been given by the spirit, we're baptized into that one body, the church. Baptism puts one in to Christ. That same act of baptism also puts one into the church. Again, is it not obvious why church membership is so vitally important? We cannot be saved outside of Christ. And yet to be in Christ is the same thing as to be in his body, which is the church. And then we notice tonight that the word church comes from the original, which means the called out. We need to understand tonight that the Lord's church is composed of people who first have been called. We're called by the gospel, 2 Thessalonians 2 in verse 14. We've been called out of the life of sin. We've been called out of this world into a life of righteousness. You know, we're called to be saints according to 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 2. We're called to liberty according to Galatians 5 and verse 13. We're called to hope according to Ephesians 4 and verse 4. Colossians 3 and verse 15 says we're called into the one body. You know, the Bible says, God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 7. The Bible says, God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9. You know, the Bible says, wherefore come you out From among them. That's the call of the gospel. That's the call. You come out from among them. You be separate, saith the Lord. And so we're called out of the world into the realm of the saved. That's what the church is composed of. The church is composed of those who've been called out. But I think we also need to keep before us the fact that to be in the church means to be one of the saved because we need to understand that the saved is the church. The Bible tells us in Acts 2 and verse 47 that the saved are added to the church. In fact, the church is that body that Christ has promised to save, Ephesians 5 and verse 23. Now let us understand tonight that Our Lord offers salvation to every person. Every person can be saved, but it's only those in the church that ultimately will be saved. But you see, it's up to me as to whether or not I choose to be a part of that church that ultimately is going to be saved. And then I suggest to you tonight that to be in Christ means to be in the church, but also to be in Christ means to be a new creation. I love the word picture of 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things are become new. You see, we are born of the water and the Spirit in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, John 3 3 through 5. And when one is born again, he becomes a new creation. And from these verses, we can see that being in the church, being in Christ, being in the kingdom, being a new creation, all of these are simply ways to describe the same state, the same condition. Now, can one expect to be saved as the old man of sin or a new creation in Christ? I think the answer is obvious. We must be born again. Therefore, I see the significance, the importance of being in the church, just as I see the importance of being in the kingdom, just as I see the importance of being in Christ, the importance of being a new creation. But you know, being in the church is also being in the kingdom. Over in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13 Paul told those Christians that God had delivered them from the power of darkness and translated them into the kingdom of his dear son. Now those delivered from darkness are those in the kingdom, those that are in the church. They are the ones who are in the church. They are the ones who are in Christ. And the necessity of being the kingdom, we need to understand, is stressed very clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 24. And there we learn the important fact that when Christ comes again, he is going to deliver up the kingdom to his father. Now, unless we are in that kingdom, we're not going to be among those that are delivered up to the Father. You see, that ought to be very easy for us to understand. God is going to deliver up the kingdom to the Father. The kingdom is the church. And being in the kingdom, being in Christ, being a uh, new creation... Being one of the say, being in the church, these are simply various ways of saying the same thing. How can one miss the significance, the importance of being a member of the church? You know, we turn our attention quickly to how one becomes a member of the church. We look at that book of Acts, a book wherein we find recorded several instances of conversion to Christ. And as we open up the book of Acts and and we see how people came to Christ, how they became members of the church, how they came to be in Christ, how they came to be in the kingdom, how they became new creatures in Christ, we learn that upon hearing the gospel, the good news, they believed Jesus Christ as being the son of God. They were baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. And we know that Acts 2 and verse 47 says that the Lord added them to the church. Those that did these things were added by the Lord to his church. You know, they were not made members by something maybe their parents had done in the days of their infancy. They were not put forward to be potential church members and then later on were voted whether or not they could be in the church. They were not made members of the church by some kind of direct operation of the Holy Spirit. They didn't do one thing to be saved and then do something else later on In order to become a member of the church. What these folks in the book of Acts did. To be saved. Is precisely. And exactly. And as well as simultaneously. What was done for them. To become members of the church. You see being a member of the church. Is a great honor. Jesus gave him for the church. Jesus purchased the church with his own precious blood. Is it not important then to be a member of that church for which our Lord died and for which our Lord gave his blood? Once we become members of the church, we have a responsibility then to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have the responsibility to work and to worship, to live righteously, to be the light of the world, to be a city that's set on a hill. We are to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. But folks, when we look at the subject of church membership, it really is not very confusing at all if we'll simply confine our study and allow our conception of church membership to be molded only by what the Bible says. You know, when God revealed his will to us, I believe God gave us a revelation that we can understand. And if we can understand that 2 plus 2 equals 4, and that 55 miles an hour means exactly that, then I think we can understand that he who believes and is baptized shall be saved, Mark 16 and verse 16. We can also understand that there is one body, Ephesians 4 and verse 4, and that body is the church, Colossians 1 and verse 18. And I think we can further know and understand that salvation is in that body, Ephesians 5 and verse 23. And outside of that body, there's absolutely no salvation to be found, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 10. Because you see, salvation is in Christ. And to be in Christ is to be in his body, which is the church. So, tonight, are you a member of the church? If you are a member of the church, are you living righteously and godly in a way that would bring glory and honor not only to God but to the church for which our Lord and Savior died? Tonight, we sing.